0: This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Well, welcome to all of you out there in podcast land. My name is Mark Vance. This is Jordan Adams joining me today from actually, uh, well, are you in West Lafayette or Lafayette, Indiana? Where are you actually right now, Jordan?
1: West Lafayette, Indiana. So I'm a Hoosier now, man.
0: Wow. The Hoosier state. But, okay, do people in West Lafayette, like near Purdue, even get to call themselves Hoosiers though, Jordan? Or is that off limits, like, you know, calling yourself a Hawkeye in the state of Iowa because we all know it's a cyclone state. Like, how does it work there?
1: Yeah, it's the Purdue iu thing is very real they get very angry about indiana so you got to be you got to be a little bit careful about that you you can't wear like the the red and white around here so yeah it's it's the hoosier state but you got to be a little little careful calling yourself a hoosier in west lafayette for sure
0: that's awesome so backstory here for all of you on the podcast is jordan Uh, was, oh man, we'll we'll get into your story in a second, but a real true son of salt company, someone we absolutely love here in Ames, went up to help start Redemption Church in the Twin Cities when it was planted. And now is the lead church planter of uh, the chapel, a new church plant that's gonna be going in West Lafayette, Indiana this coming year. And so I wanted to take some time, Jordan, because I love you and I want people to hear your story. And I'm just so grateful for what God's doing in you. To hear a little bit about your background, what God's doing, how people can pray. So I'm just going to start it this way. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, just share a little bit of your God story. How do you come to faith? And in particular, kind of get us you know, through to a little bit of your church planting journey, and we'll dive into it there. But how do you come to Christ, Jordan? Let's start with the God story first.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm an Iowa kid originally, uh northern Iowa, a little town called Garner, up by Clear Lake. Uh grew up an Iowa State fan, so it's yeah, it's it's fun. Ames and Iowa State, Cornerstone all mean a lot to me. Um but yeah, grew up small town, going to a, a Methodist church and always believed the God thing was kind of in understood it, but to me was, as a kid, was just like crushed by what I thought was just moralism, like that Christianity was about being a good person, kind of being put together. And so I always believed in God, but felt kind of crushed by Christianity. And so lived a lot of my life like that, and um, then a little bit later in life started asking questions because I was just disappointed in what I thought Christianity was. And um, and then there was some stuff happening in my life too. So my dad got sick when I was in junior high. And so I got kind of mad at God about that and explored a lot of stuff, looked into other religions, thought about atheism. But in that process, started reading the Bible um, in part to kind of try to disprove the faith that I grew up with and um, but in there, a couple of things happened. One is a buddy of mine shared the gospel with me and it was the first time that I had sort of heard about the grace of Jesus and was really compelled by that, but also didn't know how to believe it, how to live into that, didn't understand grace. Um, really as my dad got sick, his, his faith started to increase and grow towards the end of his life. And, uh, he, he ended up passing away my, my senior year of, or junior year of high school. And it was actually through that, that I met Christ. I think it was actually that night that Jesus saved me because for me, it was, it was either, man, walk entirely away from this Christianity thing, do my own thing, or it was be all in. But I just needed something that was different than the thing that I was doing. And, I just couldn't deny what I saw in my dad. There was just this joy and hope and faith that I hadn't really encountered before and I wanted it. So Jesus saved me in my junior year of high school. I had no idea what it meant to follow Christ, uh, was brand new to uh, genuine Christianity, but started growing and even felt like maybe I should get into ministry, but I didn't really know what that meant. Um, and I was trying to figure out where I was going to go to school. In my senior year, random Thursday night, my youth pastor at the time texted me and said, Hey, Jordan, grab some buddies. We're hopping in a van. We're driving down to this thing called Salt Company in Ames. So he had gone to Salt Company when he was a college student. And so as a senior in high school, I walk into Salt Company for the first time and was like kind of freaked out by it. I didn't, people are raising their hands in worship. I didn't really know what that was. But it was a bunch of college students that were pumped about Jesus. That's hilarious. And I, uh, yeah, wanted to be a part of it. So that's how I ended up. I I decided that night, all right, I'm going to Iowa State, and I'm going to get involved in Salt Company. And so, yeah, that's how I ended up there. Got involved in Salt Company and Cornerstone. Learned how to follow Jesus there and ended wow. up jumping on staff. And so that's how we kind of wow. ended up
0: here. So I me and Jordan, that is a. Every time I hear it, there's just so much that is God saving you through this incredibly painful thing, but God just marking your life out very early in your time with Christ saying, I think I need to be all in or not in with this. That That is such a trademark of you in
1: some ways is like
0: all in or really <laughs> not in. You know, it needs to be. in or nothing,
1: man. Go for it or don't do it. You know, I absolutely love that.
0: And you were, I gotta be honest, in Salt Company and on the staff team here at Cornerstone. My path crosses yours because we overlap. As I'm the Salt Company director, and you're on staff there, and I just love the work that
1: guys i remember cornerstone before mark vance. oh yeah it's uh, it was a better like, now i was i was like an intern in college <laughs> or something like that but i i remember the day that mark vance walked in the room and we were trying to figure out if we were going to hire him. oh
0: man it, it those early years on staff were such a i mean incredible ride full of pain full of grace full of great things and it, man jordan i saw god grow you and mature you and lead you and then ultimately <laughs> inside of this time on salt staff and all this, this churn, we start doing this crazy thing called planting churches. And the first, you know, one of the first major steps out the gate was there's all these salt company alumni in the twin cities and would love to have a church up there connected to them, connected to cornerstone, connected to reaching students And there's no one, I I felt like Paul with Timothy when he'd send Timothy, there's, I have no one else like him who's like a son to me. And I thought, oh God, I'm going to have to send Jordan. Oh, these these people like my family, you know, but that's kind of what the gospel felt like it compelled. So what was that like for you, Jordan? A true like Iowa State Salt Company, you you know, guy, you bleed cyclone, you know, red and gold here to go on a church plant how did God lead you in that process?
1: Yeah, it was, it was both exciting and really hard. Cause I, I mean, people, I don't know if you know this Mark, but Ames isn't known as like a sprawling metropolis nationally where people really typically always want to (laughs) land. So, so sometimes people are like in Ames for a while, ready to go to the next thing. For me, it was like, I wanna, I wanna be buried in Ames, Island. like I wanna live and die here. I love this place, so I, I still love Ames. I drive into Ames and I'm like, I am, I am home. And so, we, we had been asked to go on a couple different church plants and just said no for a few reasons. They didn't feel like the right fit, but some of it was I, I really did feel like God was calling us to Ames, and so my, my wife Jessy and I bought our first house and. Um, we were moving in and we still had boxes that, that weren't unpacked yet. And that's when Drew Stevenson called me and said, Hey, do you want to play in a church with me in, in Minneapolis? And at first I thought the answer was going to be no, but then there was something just different about it. One, one was kind of what you just said of the amount of alumni we have and the vision we had for Minneapolis. It was really compelling. Some of it was the people that we would go with. Drew had always meant a lot to me. Some of it was just the sub- subjective processing with the Lord. And I think one of those things was I actually met Jesus on the U of M campus. So I shared my my story. The hospital that my dad was in was on the campus of the University of Minnesota. Wow. And so wow. I was wandering around that night praying And on some random park bench on that campus is where I met Jesus. And so for me, this idea that, you know, this place of what was like pain for me and my family could have this like redemption written into it was just really cool. And I felt like God was up to something in that. And so we said yes. And, you know, we we moved away from the promised land of Ames and moved up to Minneapolis
0: so now it's another move and hopefully Jordan I'm praying for you guys Uh, a long-term one when we plant churches we want to plant our lives in a place and so you have landed in West Lafayette Indiana Purdue University home of the Boilermakers Boiler Up I believe is the phrase that they use and then they yell
1: Boiler Up hammer down
0: yeah I some people yell choo choo after that which there's some train references that I don't understand but I'll get, I'll get familiar with all this Jordan. I'm I'm rooting for Purdue now. <laughs> like I hurt when they lost in the NCAA tournament for you. Too soon man, too soon. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> so,
1: why Purdue?
0: Why West Lafayette? Why church planting now? How how do you decide to be a church planter? Kind of walk me through that process a
1: little. Yeah, I mean part of the reason why we ended up in, in Minneapolis and now we ended up coming here is I, I just believe this vision, man. I, it's not that I want to keep moving or that we were unhappy in Minneapolis. We loved it there. We, we have some amazing friendships there. We love that city. Um, But since I was in college, I just have felt like this vision of planting churches and major university centers. It doesn't feel just like something that I am doing for my job. It feels like what God made me to do and what I want to give my life to. And I just, I just believe it. And I've gotten to see one of the cooler things of my life uh, was coming to Minneapolis and seeing sort of there was these theoretical ideas about baptizing a college student. And now I can tell you about Jack Miller who I met and who was an agnostic and then met Jesus and his whole life was changed and he got baptized and became a leader. And so these theoretical ideas become real people with names and stories and getting to watch that happen is uh, it's hard to describe what that's like. And so I've always just had this kind of itch to be a part of this vision and for church planning and so every time I would go to like the salt conference or something like that, I would just get restless. And there's, there's a long backstory to it, but um, God kind of brought that restlessness to the forefront uh, a little over a year ago. We uh, salt city at the time now, now called redemption church, but salt city started talking about planting a church for the first time, but it we weren't talking about me planting. We were going to find somebody else. And there was actually this church planner that we, went to Mankato and Minnesota state university with to prayer walk to see if we should send him there to plant. And I'm on the campus with this guy. I like him. I want to send him and I'm just restless. And as we're prayer walking that campus, I felt like God was saying, Hey, I want you to do this. I want you to go not necessarily there, but just want to want you to go plant. And, uh, yeah, started talking with Jessmy about it. And, We were wrestling, but didn't know kind of what was going to happen with this other guy. And then two weeks later, he called me and said, hey, I've I've had a total change in heart and I'm out. And so all of a sudden, Salt City was ready to send somebody to plant a church. And the guy we thought we were going to send was out. And so I felt like God was saying, hey, step into this. And so through talking to some other people, we raised our hand and the elders there said, yeah, we want to send you. And um, then it was like, all right, we're planting a church. 2023 let's go and so then we started taking vision trips to to different places we knew we wanted to be in a midwest college town we just love midwest college towns and felt like that would be home for us the right fit for us and so we we looked at a few different places and i remember driving into uh lafayette and west lafayette for the first time and grabbing dinner and just everybody in the place was wearing Purdue gear and this place just revolves around Purdue and I just felt like, Yep, I'm home. I love this. And yeah. And there's some compelling things too that we could talk about to be helpful. But essentially between the West Lafayette and Lafayette dynamics that I was compelled by, they're two pretty different cities and just want to see the gospel kind of unify these these cities.
0: Well, Jordan, I love your story. I mean, you really are a College Town guy. You know, you get you get what it's like to love the team. You get what it's like to love the university, love the place, and the Midwest. So, so much of church planning is not just a subjective sense. It is a subjective sense, but it's also like objectively matches me as a person. And I, I mean, I totally see that in you guys. And even you've landed now. You're in West Lafayette. We're recording this. I'm sitting in Ames. You're sitting in Indiana. And tell us a little bit about what it's actually like, you know, like on the ground And I don't know if it's year one or year zero, wherever we are in this church planting yeah. process, like what is it like to move your life and start a church and all that sort of stuff?
1: Yeah. Uh, so kind of where we're at is my family and I have moved. Uh, the rest of our core team hasn't moved yet. There are a couple people on our core team that are here that we're spending some time with, but for the most part, the core team will be coming in over the summer. And so this is a, it's a deeply odd, but I think really important transition phase before we have officially launched where what it looks like is, so we're, we're living in a, a core team member's house. They bought the house and haven't moved in yet. They're letting us live here. So all our stuff is in boxes in their garage. Uh, and we're just, we're living in their home and we're just trying to meet people, and it's like I—I've I, been sort of processing this myself, talking with our core team about this. We're sort of used to with church that you show up on a Sunday morning and there's other people there to go to church with. In a church plant, nobody's just going to show up. So <laughs> anybody that comes, you've got to—you right. have to—you've got to meet you've like meet them, <laughs> and you've got to like have dinner with them, and then know them well enough to invite them to church that they would actually come, right? And so that's actually a significant process. You can't you can't just do that. And so we are here and I'm looking for locations for a church to meet, rental spaces. It's been really nice to be able to just drive the spaces. Um, but most of what we're doing is just trying to meet people and build relationships and then trying to get established personally, figure out where Graham's going to go to preschool and where we're going to get groceries and where we want to live and trying to buy a house and do all that stuff. So just getting settled personally.
0: It's a great window in Jordan, just because sometimes when we think about these epic things, you know, that we go attempt from God, we're going to be, you know, playing the church or people are going overseas as missionaries. We forget like, what did you do when you got the first week? It's like, well, we had to get groceries. So we went to all these, you know, and then we, we had to live, you know, ministry is what we do out of the overflow of where God plants our lives. It's not just this beautiful goal. It's really tangible stuff.
1: Yeah. I feel, I feel really unproductive, but I think in a way that's, that's healthy. Like I feel I'm back to actually just praying and being like, God, can you help me to cross paths with somebody today that I can love and maybe talk to about Jesus and sort of waiting to encounter people. And I don't have my usual meetings and the stuff that I do and it feels unproductive, but I think it's,
0: Oh, that's good. Jordan.
1: Important so, part good. Of the process.
0: so what can we pray for you about? How can people who are, what can we pray for you about? And then also how can we get involved and support you? Like, do you have a website, Jordan? Is this what church planters do right now? Like where people can go and give and stuff like that. So, how can we get to know more about what you're doing and how can we pray for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So for, for prayer I mean honestly prayers for me and my family personally mean a lot. And so things like for us to build friendships here, uh both for like the sake of the gospel, but also just we don't we need friends and want to know people here. Absolutely. And yep. We miss having people that we know. And so even that God would just bring a few core strategic relationships into our lives that people that are easy to be around would be huge for us. Uh, Super simple, but practical things like childcare. We're trying to figure out what are we going to do for childcare here? We had that in Minneapolis. We don't have it here. So for us, as we move into our, our house in June, as we're also trying to launch like core team stuff and to not burn out. Um, So just things for our family would be huge. And then for our church, I think that we would be bold and patient at the same time as we try to meet people in the city and learn how to care for the city, like bold in meeting people, but also patient that it doesn't have to be this explosive, really fast thing. We're here for the long haul. Uh, and then practically, we do have a website. It is pretty sketchy right now. Uh, we're working on it. It's, we don't. We don't even have our logo yet. We're still working on that. So don't. It won't be impressive. But the chapel. So the name of our church is the Chapel. So you can go to the Chapel GL. GL is Greater Lafayette. So the chapelgl.com dot com. And yeah, if you want to give, that would be that would be huge. You can just click the give button and. You can give to any of our staff personally that are support raising or to just the general fund of the church. Rental space, startup costs are all expensive. And so all of that would help. And then if any of you want to move, we're we're still open for people to join our core team. So anybody at Cornerstone could could get you connected with me. I'd love to talk.
0: Yeah, it's true. And I mean, a true Iowa stater out there and Purdue is saying it's a pretty nice place. So that's a, I mean, it's a strong pitch, Jordan. It is. Well, it's a great
1: place.
0: I, I am so grateful for you. I love you dearly and just pray often for you. And so I hope for everybody listening on the podcast, they just get a little bit of a glimpse into your heart, Jordan, uh, watching how God has matured you and prepared you and how he's using you in the lives of people. But even just more so proud of the man he's made you and really grateful for you. So thanks for spending a little bit of time on the podcast and know that there are a lot of people in uh, good old Ames, Iowa, still praying for you, Jordan, and grateful for what we see God doing through you. So thanks again for the time, brother.
1: Thanks, Mark. And thanks Cornerstone. You guys have meant a lot.